When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mongolia, the second largest landlocked country in the world, smack dab in between superpowers China and Russia. Known for its vast, rugged expanses and nomadic cultures, and of course, the Gobi Desert, which occupies over 30% of its land, still growing to this day. Hidden beneath the desert was one of the most important paleontology discoveries of all time. It was here humanity discovered that dinosaurs laid eggs. Above ground, a history of conquest, both human and reptile, what else is yet to be discovered beneath? Today on Sexy Beasts, oh, it's the Mongolian death worm! Well, you got that sexy beast, you're just so sexy, are you a Loch Ness monster? Or are you Bigfoot, cryptid, supernatural vampires, banshees, Tony and Jago? Oops, there's a Wendigo. Hey, 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 come on after me. Who the fuck said you could laugh at me, smack with me? With a Bigfoot dick you could slap with me? Blasphemy. You could dare come at me with a Bigfoot dick and a Loch Ness Monster pussy? Baby, baby, sexy beast. Hello, 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 and welcome to Sexy Beasts, your foray into the menagerie of the unexplained. Each podcast will be devoted to a specific creature, cryptid, or monster. What we do is we discuss its history, its merits, and then we use our patented FEC analysis. We rate and review the beast against other creatures in our premier crip. That's kind of our league table for cryptids. So we end up with a total leaderboard. We're kind of like the audio cryptid version of Top Trumps. And be sure to listen all the way to the end, because as usual, we're going to have freak encounters, where we read your Submitted encounters with a mysterious being. Uh, it's going to definitely ghost this this week. Oh, it's definitely ghost this week. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. but allow me to introduce myself. I am the winner of Ghost.ie's Supreme Khan Award for Excellence in Instagram Stories, Tony Jengis Khan. Well. <laughs> and my co-host, as always, uh, also knows a lot about life on the Great Step, uh, more like the naughty step. Step. <laughs> We're leaving that in. Naughty, you're leaving that <laughs> yeah. in. Naughty little Mark Jago. Hello. Uh, hello, how are you? I'm great, Jago. Last two weeks we got had some big boys. We had some big boys, uh, some, I mean, arguably... The biggest boy. Arguably the biggest boy. <laughs> the biggest, <laughs> naughtiest boy. And that's, I mean, two lads knocking knocking each other knocking each other off the block, knocking each other off the top table. Yeah, we needed a bit of a shake-up. We were getting a bit uh, stagnant in the Premier Crypt. We did, and I yeah. also think that we were getting a bit biased keeping our, um, the Dubber coup. The Irish, the, the Irish, Irish connection. Irish waterhound up there at the top. Uh, given the fact that I think I gave him <laughs> evidence of like eight, <laughs> and there was one sighting. Yeah, the, the, uh, the grave, that was it, yeah. <laughs> I think I've given things since, things that like we know exist, like that, you know, like the uh, like the chupacabra, which and is just tick- a mangy duck. Yeah, tickbalang, tickbalang, and sexy horseman. Worse scores, but yeah. this one, ooh, this one from ancient times and contemporary times. A lot of exhibitions going after the fucking Mongolian death worm. Yeah, like I, oh, we were thinking about what to do the next episode after Kraken, obviously, and I was like, nothing can beat this on the outside. Mm-hmm. So why don't we go inside, inside, oh, inside. underground? Um, oh wait, sorry, one sec, San U. That's Mongolian for hello. Oh, hello. Yeah. 
San who? San who? That's pronunciation is probably disgusting, but like, well, listen, that's what we're here for. I got chatting to a Mongolian uh, taxi driver mm. uh, a few a few weeks ago, and um, he was a nice man. He was a serious punisher. I think you just become one when you become a taxi driver. Yeah, you have to talk but, for but, um, yeah. He was telling me everything about Mongolian culture and life. He he took out his iPad and started showing me a map. Um, and was genuinely interested because it's fucking huge. It's massive, like, yeah. Like, I know the whole idea of Genghis Khan. I listened to an interesting podcast. Are Gen- you saying Genghis? It's Genghis. Is it not Genghis? Nope. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And Isn't it something like that? Like, like 90% of the world's population can trace their lineage back to... To the Mongolian death worm. worm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you, have, you need a Mongolian death worm. You need a nice moist cave to create life. So yeah. I suppose that's what they're talking about. <laughs> Mongolian death worms. Our own Mongolian death worms, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I knew there'd be a lot of dick jokes. <laughs> there has to be. As soon as he said worm, he'd be like, yeah, let's, let's <laughs> 15 jigs- dick jokes per hour. Uh, 15 jigsaws and then of dicks. <laughs> uh, and I tell you, you're going to love the movie trailer coming up. It's, oh, well, I don't want to spoil it. Is it just a browser's trailer? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's just the audio from a browser's clip. Um, Jago, what, I mean, you think Mongolian death worm. Mm. And before before I even saw it, when you suggested Mongolian get get Genghis Deathworm. Um, I kind of had an idea of what I thought it was, and it is what I thought it yeah, was. Yeah, it's exactly. If I, it's spelt out in its name, you know, it's uh, like we don't even need to have this imaginary <laughs> Mongolian party. But we are because oh. <laughs> I found some cool Mongolian music yeah. that I thought would be good to play at the party. I'm going to skip ahead because it's real fun. Oh, right. I am love that. Yeah, it's called Jangar. Oh, J- Mark Jangar. Mark Jangar fit. Um, <laughs> So you're at you're at a Mongolian party. Yeah. Some chap's talking your fucking ear off, holding an iPad up with a map yeah. of Mongolia on it. What do you what do you say? I'm like it, like Mongolia is huge, and apparently I learned it's Genghis Khan today. Uh, but have you heard about the Mongolian death worm? What? What? <laughs> it doesn't speak no, English. Yeah, speak English. Yeah. Uh, as the locals call it, the Olgoi Korkoi, which means large intestine worm, which. As I'll explain, got a perfect descriptor of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be two to seven feet long, at least two feet wide. It's a thick, segmented body, um, a bright red color. It's so poisonous that if you touch it, it's instant death. But, and it's also so venomous that if you touch it, or if it bites you, instant death. Okay. Now, if that's not enough, uh, it can generate an electrical charge off his body and zap you from a uh, from a distance away. Okay. Now, this is it's. Lives up to his name, a death worm, you know? So it, uh, the guy at the party says, what? <laughs> what? Uh, Stop saying this to me. <laughs> Please leave me alone. Um, it's also yeah. a weird one I found out. It's a, uh, obsessed with the colour yellow. Did you read that? I did hear about this. Yeah. So this is, well, we can get into an in evidence, but yeah. one of the sightings was um, yellow, yellow related. Hmm. Um, and what also, I mean, we can again we'll come into cool factor, but I mean, think tremors. Yeah, tremors, um, dune. Dune, yeah, yeah. obviously it can try as, as the name implies that it can actually travel underground and it can actually travel at some speed. Mm. And there's no recorded uh, sightings of how fast it can go, but I'm saying uh, at least a hundred miles an hour. Jesus, yeah, that's a fact of that. Yeah, but I couldn't stop laughing when I was reading about the electric discharge. That's mad. It has a spit and it can <laughs> spit electricity as well. Electricity. This will be their our first cryptid that can shoot electricity. Yeah, it's like um, it's a proper Pokemon. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Maybe when we do the, the Emperor from uh, Empire Strikes Back, yeah. uh, we'll... When we run out of cryptids and we end up doing ca- uh, characters from movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would Dart Maul be... When we, when we have a Patreon that's fucking blowing up and we just need to get content out. Um, mm. But, okay, well, look, that's the gist of it. This, uh, I mean, could be seven foot long. Some say a metre, some say a metre and a half. 
worm that shoots acid poison electricity electricity yeah i um, actually i actually uh only heard about this because i was up late la- one night not last night up late one night mm-hmm. and sci-fi channel wasn't on and they had this woeful movie on about the mongolian death worm with neil patrick flannery or who, who's that he's the guy who played young indiana jones oh yeah yeah, yeah was that him? the lead yeah yeah but anyway watch it It was absolutely woeful and the cgi was outstanding <laughs> it's clearly they'd photoshop like a worm with some teeth onto like the back drop or something it was, it was amazing anyway oh that's brilliant well look while we're talking about then while we're talking about how this thing looks shitly CG eating someone, let's talk about factually how this thing can fight, how this thing can fuck you up. Fighting. So, cast the Mongolian deathworm into the theater of screams. Um, I'm, I'm, I think it's a good fighter. Mm-hmm. I've got a, like a good feeling about it. Obviously, if you touch it, you're yeah. dead. If it bites it, you're dead. Yep. Um, electrical charge, you're dead. But I've heard, uh, this is how it's, so this is from an eyewitness description of its attacking method, okay? So obviously it's buried underground. It'll raise its top half out of the ground, inflate until it's uh, about to explode, and then just spray in a distance. It doesn't spit like out of its mouth. It just sprays like a sprinkler. What is that? What what game is that? Where something kind of like they're they, they're kind of underground and they're kind of like hot and you have to like was like Zelda or something? Yeah, something like that. It was dropped down from the ceiling. And yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. But yeah, but it's like a it's like a fleshy sprinkler. Oh god! Just like and your skin's gone. Um. Also, yeah, it's blood. It's corrosive. It yeah, it's blood is so corrosive. It's a bit like Alien that it can go through metal. Jesus. And is there reported cases of this? Yeah, so there's, there was jeeps left in the desert. There was actually a village that had to... Because um, Mongolian, a lot of Mongolian people are nomads, so mm-hmm. they travel around. Mm-hmm. Um, so a Mongolian village had to be moved from one spot to another because all their vehicles around, mm-hmm. their tires were popped and burnt, and yeah. their, like, their, their axles were torn to pieces. Jesus. Um, now... That just could have been wear and tear off the Gobi Desert or whatever. You could, know? Be, could be the, yeah, sandstorms. <laughs> sandstorms from the desert. Gobi, Gobi yeah. Desert. Um, see, what I was thinking is, I was, I was I was, like, oh, it's not that big. Mm-hmm. It does have its poison. But then I thought, if you drop loads of these on top of a kraken, it would burn through its outer shell and straight into it, you know? Oh, very interesting. Yeah. Or, I mean, they would probably never, I mean, Mon- Mongolia is like the second largest landlocked, landlocked. Country, <laughs> country, but it's also, I mean, it's the only it's the largest country that literally has no sea. Like, yeah. no, not even like a, you know... A, 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 a but the Theatre Screams has uh, a multiple levels, so it could have sea where the Kraken is. Could and be. Then... But when, the way I kind of pictured it, you know, when we looked at the Coliseum of it, I, I pictured, you know, sand pit, you know, mm. like sand yeah. floor, you know. And this is, this is, there's an element of this where we haven't had it in a cryptid yet before, but it seems to just be a staple in video games and a staple in movies, the idea that there can be an underground burrowing thing that can attack yeah, you. Yeah, and like every, like Diablo, there's all sorts of things that attack yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Zelda, and, you know, yeah. Resident Evil. But yeah, it's, I think it's, I gave a high score for this just because it's so, it can attack you in multitude of ways, like. I mean, it, so so we'll talk about maybe some of its weaknesses because, well, I don't know even this is some of its weaknesses. I actually couldn't find any direct weaknesses for this thing because I don't know if they've ever killed one before. Yeah, so I've I read this might like sort of skip the evidence, but apparently they're a voracious eaters. So what they'll do is if they find um, if some if one of them dies or whatever, they'll even eat the bones of its own like friends or oh, its really? family or stuff like that. Now a weakness, as you pointed out, um, apparently they're only active for two months of the year. 
Oh. So in the rainy season in June and July, uh, it's pretty spot on the timing we got meant for this. And mm-hmm. um, they're the only time that they're active. Other than that, they hibernate. For right. The whole so watch out, guys. They are out now. Yeah, if any of you listening from Mongolia, just you know, t- tuck your uh, shorts into your boots, <laughs> and you'll be fine. <laughs> but uh, I, who was this? I was looking at there was um because there's a couple of people who have gone after this thing. There's like uh, cryptozoologist Richard Freeman, Ivan Malhurley. Um, I think it was. I think it was Richard Freeman, or no, Ivan Malhurley, who was a guy who went with his Malhurley. Malhurley. Uh, but he went out, I think he must have seen Tremors, because he went out into the Gobi Desert, started fucking, di- you know, uh, sticks of dynamite out to try and attract this to blow thing. <laughs> and he also got one of those, you know those, like, uh, those, uh, not a jackhammer, but the things that flatten really vigorously. Oh, yeah, the thumpers. Thumpers, yeah. So he rigged a thumper to the back of his truck, started driving through the Gobi Desert. Now, he wasn't able to attract it, but he believes that those sort of vibrations do indeed attract the Mongolian deathworm. Yeah, so obviously if it's a creature that buries on the ground, like eyesight is not really a priority for it. So it would be sort of Tremors-esque, the way it sort of... But similarly with the worm... The dance move. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Mongolian death worm move is really good, and everyone loves <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, and everyone loves it. And everyone cheers yeah. it. Uh, it's been no. <laughs> in Dicey's in spoken garden. If you do the worm, you do the Mongolian death worm. Yeah. You know, you're just smashing people with balls. <laughs> um, no, but similarly to worms, to actual worms, I mean, are, are, you know, they they appear to be blind. Mm. You know, I mean, there's no evidence for it, but there's no one. All the descriptions are, you know, claws at the front, no eyes. You know, claws mm. at the front and the end. You know, does this thing kind of lose its sight its vision once it goes up on land is that why it's doing this kind of sprinkler yeah i think i think like it, it, the way you described it there like it wouldn't be able to t- directly target something mm. um so it would have to do the sprinkler sort of a, a wide area attack an aoe if you must oh uh, i play a lot of uh, mmo pages whatever don't worry about it. um <laughs> yeah and the thing that gets me is like the electrical discharge and to me it just sounds like He's been just collecting a lot of static while he's been under the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just touches him and he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, because he's like, what? He's made of polyester. Polyester, yeah. He's, and he just comes he's, out, ah. he's a nice Hawaiian shirt <laughs> draped around him. Like Slurms McKenzie. Oh, now we never thought about that. I could there be, you go. Uh, yeah. So, what do you. So, I mean, okay. So, we've we've because we've introduced the Kraken into the theater screens, mm. keep in mind the Kraken's a 10. Yeah, and you think this thing can kill a kraken? I don't think it can kill a kraken like one on one. But I'm thinking, if I was dropped in, <laughs> if I was dropped in a room with say uh, a dobraku or mm-hmm. a chupacabra or something like that, um, I could give it a box. I wouldn't. I would definitely wouldn't survive. I'd lose straight no. away. No, but I could throw a box or kick or something like that. Mm-hmm. I could not fight something that's spraying acid at me. That's very true. Yeah, and like no matter how strong a cre- or big a creature is, if you pour acid on it it's mm-hmm. gonna fucking start freaking out so say this is final fantasy 7 you go to attack this thing and then all of a sudden oh poisoned you're poisoned yeah and you're depleting and health he- is, yeah. hp exactly um also kraken's in water electricity uh good conductor very very good point mm. i mean i think this thing could fuck up the double coup yeah um i think then you get into the tick balang well look i again we, we do the fighting and then we do evidence yeah uh and as a result of that sometimes Evidence the creeps into the evidence creeps into the fighting. Yeah, and I, as a result of that, have given this yeah a fighting value of of six six. Oof. Give it a seven. Will I give it a seven? Say it, say it, Tony. Say it to me slowly. I uh, I defer to you. Oh, 
<laughs> the first, I think that's the first. Is that the first time anybody's <laughs> managing the wiki? Mom, I did it, mom. <laughs> I, sorry, defer I, to I, you. I peaked so much. You, there. Did, you did peak so much there. Uh, well, I think you've peaked just in general because I defer to you, Mark Jago. I'll give it a seven. Yeah, I don't, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. right, yeah, okay. Um, but this is where it gets really juicy. Let's talk about evidence. But what is the evidence, sir? I'm just writing something down. I mean, this there is folklorish tales going mm. back a thousand years for this thing. Yeah, it comes up in a lot of like uh, sort of uh, word of mouth stories that a lot of, um, uh, as I said, we said before, ancestral memories and mm-hmm. stuff like that, where they talk about this for from years and generations on and on and stuff like that. Um, no, I I had to search pretty hard for like concrete evidence. <laughs> and when I say concrete evidence, I mean like bones and stuff, you know? I know. But I love that. Like we have a whole section on evidence. I had to search a lot for evidence <laughs> to, to prove this thing. To prove this thing that exists. No, yeah, as you said yourself, there's um, there's a lot of people who went for uh, on expeditions. Like in 19- yeah. the first sort of uh, large sighting of it was 1927 where um, an anthropologist went, his name is uh, Chapman Andrews, and he mm-hmm. went there. And the locals described like this worm to him, and he said, "All right." So he went out with a lot of people and tried to mm-hmm. find it. He didn't find a lot. He did find the um, like um, rivets in the sand where he assumed it could just be the wind <laughs> or <laughs> or uh, uh, the worm itself. Well, do you know what? Do you know what, Chapman Andrews, you can't bring back examples of rivets in the sand to put it in the RDS for everyone to see. That's right. True, you need yeah, something yeah, better yeah. than that. And now, also, here's one that you might like. So China do nuclear tests in the Gobi Desert. Did mm. you know this? I am saliv... I think I'm actually just sweating because it's roast in here, but I think yeah. I'm also salivating <laughs> at the thought my of this. My tongue is sweating. My, my tongue. <laughs> um, yeah, so China does a test, a nuclear test in the Gobi Desert. Mm. They in The the last test they dropped was in 2007, and it was uh, the equivalent of 20,000 uh, tons of dynamite. Jesus. Okay? Now they let... And then afterwards, there's complaints from the locals of... Um, sandstorms that brought radiation all across the Gobi Desert and uh, like uh, lizards started to get mutated, plants started to die. And there's not a lot of plants, but they will start to die. Now, I'm not saying like this is what the people were saying in the last, in like in the thousand generations before, but but it could be like a new new cryptid coming involved. A new one? Wow. Well, not really a new one, just like a a self-fulfilling prophecy. Everyone was talking about the... Uh, the Mongolian that worm, and now the Mongolian would, would exist because China are getting involved. Interesting. Mm. So it's kind of like, um, so similarly, you have like, you know, if, I don't know if you know the, the theory of the, the Sphinx not really being as old or, or being much older than people think it is because it's kind of like, it, it because of the erosion on the Sphinx, mm. they say that because of the erosion on the Sphinx that uh, water, water didn't fall in that area of land, on, you know, you know, with, based on the erosion, we think it's like 2,600 years BC. Yeah. But actually, water didn't fall in there, you know, 33,000 years beforehand. But both times that they actually kind of speculate when water would have fallen and when the Sphinx, they, they allege the Sphinx was built, like, you know, the it was like in line constellation with Leo, which is the whole thing. So it kind of comes in these kind of cycles. Yeah, cyclical thing. Yeah, C- yeah, so yeah. cyclical astronomy or astrology. I don't know which one's which, but maybe it's something similar here. Maybe the original Mongolian deathworm is gone. And now this one's back in a kind of weave. <laughs> back. And this time it's personal. And this time it's personal. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, like, so as you said before, like, um, it's, a, it's a lot, and history brings it up a lot. A lot of Mongolian people bring it up mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, in the area, there is a lot of, 
what's called <laughs> this is pretty funny it's called a worm lizard and it's a large lizard that can be up to a foot long that has such small arms that and it buries itself under the ground <laughs> so that might like that could be it, it could, like I don't think it is but but, it, but we also know that so in doing the re- in doing the bit of research hmm. um, I discovered that the first evidence of dinosaurs laying eggs was buried under the sand of the Gobi Desert Gobi Desert yeah so they, they found those and that was a huge thing being like oh my god they were you know reptiles or something you know or birds and whatever some sort of capacity so we knew there was dinosaurs marching all around there is there not another lizard who was like fuck this asteroid I'm going downtown <laughs> going downtown um, yeah so basically I think that as well and that could also lead into Chittahori Oh. oh, maybe these are the Chittahori's like dogs. You know what I mean? Like a, a domesticated pets. Could be. Could it's, be riding them around. What was that in? They were riding the the worms. Uh, Futur- Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yeah. Was in Futurama as well. I think they, they go they on Mars. St- they took her from. I don't know. Maybe they, <laughs> they took her from Dune as well. Yeah. And um, but in 1970, this is uh, another spot here. So, um, in the desert, uh, they're they, they're trained for the horses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Mongolian riders are known for mm-hmm. uh, amazing horse archery skills. Um, but there was a do you, you call them a herd of horses, cattle? What's a herd of horses? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a, a stable of horses, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so there was a, a a white stable hand who was working with loads of Mongolian people. Like he was getting trained. I think he was from America, and he came out and he found uh, loads of young horses that had been uh, eaten from the inside out. Oh. So there was about six or seven foals that had been eaten from the inside out, and now. He he thought that they were just going to be like vultures or stuff mm-hmm. like that, um. But the local like the local wise men and leader claimed that it was the um, the Mongolian dentworm, and he re- he refused to bury the bodies and stuff like that. Mm. And the next day, he went back, and all the bodies had been gone and been eaten. Fuck me. Yeah. So that's a hundred percent proof. That's a hundred percent proof. Yeah. I I did read that there was that that's how the Mongolian deathworm kind of pl- like lays its eggs inside a horse's stomach and then bursts and out. Bursts and, out. And, I, and that's um I yeah. and I, I heard a theory that it kind of it's so it's a big a big bright red color as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, like a like a luminous almost in the dark you can probably see it and stuff like that. And apparently it takes up uh, it takes up the color of its surroundings. So when mm. it's first seen bursting out like camouflage. Uh I don't know if it's necessarily camouflage, but I think when it's born it this is what they the theory is that it's when it's born it takes up the surroundings so it p- picks up the so the kind of uh, pigment of the of the blood oh, of, of the viscera. Oh yeah. yeah, and that's why it. Um, but what I found really interesting about the evidence is, you have the actual Mongolian prime minister in 1922, who actually was the guy who got in touch with Roy Chapman Andrews hmm. and asked him to come, and he said, "We need to investigate this because it's you know it definitely exists." Uh, this isn't. Um, he didn't say these exact words, but he said, "We have a." We have a Mongolian death worm shaped like a sausage that is two foot long. It has no head, no legs. It is poisonous. And if you touch it, you will die. That's uh, the worst sexed message ever. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, ladies. It doesn't have a head or legs. And if you touch it, you won't die. And touch it, you won't die. Um, and then uh, as well, there was one. So this guy, Ivan Maherly, uh, he tells a story of a boy playing with a yellow football. Um, attracted the Mongolian death worm. It kind of popped his little head up. Mm. And I, I'm picturing a kind of Jurassic Park scenario where you see like oh, the compies. Cute, you see a yeah, cute yeah. little ones and then it's like, oh, hey, how you doing? And then he touched it and it was like, <laughs> killed the kid, right? Uh, the boy was killed. The family went out in a big Jeep to try and chase after this thing. None of them came back. Ooh. And this guy, uh, this he had heard this from some of the nomads on the steppe. Um, 
and he visited as well a Buddhist temple at the time of being there. And they said to stay away from this thing. It was filled with supernatural evil. Ooh. And that night, Ivan Mahurley had a dream about this thing and he woke up and his back was covered with red boils and he experienced heart failure and had to call off the expedition. Yeah. Like so. he, was, he was okay. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously not apart from the boils and the heart failure. He was fine. The boy is dead. Uh, we just want to get that clear. But he, the man's fine. I think it's the same guy that I read about, um, uh, Maherly, whatever his name is. He brought seismograph equipment to mm. measure like uh, disruptions in the earth. Mm-hmm. And he said there was like a, he he, he he didn't find any definite definitive proof, but he said that there was an under like a constant hum on the seismograph Ooh. of, uh, which would indicate like a, a, a subway nearby. <gasps> but he's in the middle of the Gobi Desert, obviously. Oh! Or uh, like, it wasn't a subway or whatever, like an underground train yeah. system. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine we were so ill prepared for this there actually was in the Gobi Desert there was a really <laughs> really like fancy subway system yeah it's incredible it brings you all the way from Russia to China yeah. it's incredible um, now this is where this is I read this this thing and this is where it gets very sexual Mark Jago oof this guy uh, Richard Freeman who is another cryptozoologist not as not as, not as lauded as we are of course um, but Amateur. he says he found uh, that you, he cre- he basically claims that we have not been able to find the Mongolian deathworm because during Soviet occupation, hmm. it was made a criminal offense to hunt for the worm. Whoa. They said, now the story they used was it was a waste of resources. Mm. Um, classic. <laughs> classic. What? Digging a, dig a few holes, mate. Yeah. I'll do it uh, for free. Yeah, exactly. So would I. I'll go over there. I'll go back in time to Soviet Russia. <laughs> no. I wouldn't do that. I'm not going out to a desert to dig a, you know. But that's what sort of gets my gets my goat. I love mm. when uh, I you totally use that saying wrong. Uh, <laughs> I love when uh, a government body gets involved. Exactly. You know, so because that's the sexiest. No smoke without fire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When a man in black gets involved. Oh. oh. Trying trying to eat fucking Mongolian goat and he doesn't know how and the waitress has to cut it up for him. Yeah. You, got you know. Him. You never know. Yeah. Also, one thing I'm going to say that could completely discredit this. Uh, could, might not be a worm because it is definitely not, not you know, w- moist or wet enough or yeah. anything. I actually have something there. Like a zoologist claimed that a worm couldn't live in the area because it would need an uh, it would be dehydrated in seconds. It would need to have like some sort of uh, en- uh, endoskeleton, so mm-hmm. like a skeleton inside its body. Sure. Um, with there there was there was a skeleton of a uh, so-called Mongolian dead worm, ba- mm-hmm. like baby one, and it was tiny, and it was in a Victorian England. Um, not Victorian, sorry, it was just about in the 1920s. I mm-hmm. wouldn't know what that, uh, turn of the century. Yeah. Um, it, a picture was taken of it and then it was never seen again. Now, I'm not saying that someone from Mongolia stole it. I'm not saying Stalin rose up from his grave and stole this. <gasps> Do you know what I love about this podcast is we just say, I kind of saw a thing um, <laughs> and I kind of saw, I don't even read, look too much into it. I, just kinda, I don't know when it was, but <laughs> just, we just say like, but, so that's why I think I give this an evidence of six. Six, same here. Okay, good, yeah. Spot on. So, spot on, yeah. I couldn't give this seven. I just, like, even though, like, I, we give Irish ones really higher ones just because they're folklore and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Like, because they're, told, we, they're told to us by white people. Yeah, are we racist? <laughs> <laughs> hey, aren't we all? No, yeah. no but I mean, I, I, I've, I've realized now, I think, I, if a guy says, if, if, if a group of people said, sorry, my son just got pulled under or got poisoned to death by this Mongolian deathworm mm. and all his par- parents were killed or is, you know I, I gotta take that and be like okay look I believe you 
yeah. you know. But it's, I, yeah, I sort of agree with you. If a lot, a lot of people are saying something to me at the same time, I'd be like, okay. But as you said at the top, uh, the top of this section, there is no concrete evidence. There is, it could likely be a type of poisonous rattlesnake mm. or some sort of underground poisonous because we do know, we there, know is, that can there is ty- obviously like everyone knows the snakes can't spit so there mm-hmm. is some types and there is some snakes that can actually build up an electrical charge yeah um just like an eel would but have you seen as well that um oh shit yeah you could do that mm. it could be an electrical charge but have you ever seen like when like you have these like burrowing snakes and they kind of make a big kind of mound like, yeah, yeah could that look like it was you know expanding out and better spit venom you or know what I mean? yeah they just thought that it was just a venom like if they were just trying to make their nest and they were sort of exactly shimmying into the shimmying all right so we give it a six there so give it a six only thing left to do it is to cool, cool it Tremors is my favourite film. I love Tremors. Kevin Bacon, <laughs> give me more Kevin Bacon, please. Well, they cancelled. They had a Tremors TV show. They did a pilot for it, I think, as part of the Amazon thing. Oh, yeah? But they're, they're, not, they're not continuing there, it. Uh, there is a latest one out where they're in the Antarctic and they're fighting, like, an ice tremor. Oh, I don't they, want an it ice It sort tremor. of lost its way when Kevin Bacon was not it and they had, like... Uh, the ones that had, had little tiny feet. Do you remember that? Oh, the, yeah. Like, Tremors 3 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, and then sorry. they had the cowboy one where there was, like, you know, the, the, the oh, origin. Oh, Back in Time, yeah. Back in yeah. Time one. You know, now, everyone trying to hop on that Back to the Future 3 money. Now, let me get this straight. Yep. I fucking love this creature. Uh, I think I, this guy's so cool. I don't know. Just even the name, Mongolian Deathworm, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. brings me back to, like, Download. Yeah. Donnington. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put it on a tin. You got to, you know, if this was, like, the, you know, the hypersexual cat lady of Carlo, you know, mm. or a dog lady of Carlo, snake lady snake of Carlo. Snake lady of Carlo, yeah. Then, you know, you would want to get you get behind that, you know. If we start doing merch, tin. I guarantee that this would be a number one seller of a Mongolian deathworm t-shirt. Mongolian deathworm. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just, uh, but I, having then looked into it, mm. I wanted it much bigger. I want it much bigger. It's not that big. Yeah, as soon as I read it's not it, that it was big. like two two to seven foot. I was like, ah, Maybe okay. at a push, yeah. you know. I'm 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 reading a meter, meter and a half for this thing. I would, what I wanted to happen is like if it was a movie or, or I was in a movie and I walk up towards it and I see like the end of its tail, I'm like, Oh, mm. it's 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 not that big and then it fucking grows huge. Yeah. And you're like, Uh oh. But I also I kinda want it to be I kinda want it to be like how worms digest, where they just like will just eat a shitload of dirt and then just subtract the, the, the minerals and then need, shit out the rest and then shit out the rest like I want to get eaten like that by this thing you know yeah. I don't want to even even tremors you know I, I don't want the tongue pulling me in and like actually eating me because that's easy yeah. I want to be slowly digested by this thing you just want to be engulfed in it I want to be engulfed in this thing and then poisoned and you know like the fly where he spits on his hand yeah like, or like when he's uh, doing the arm wrestling that, uh, yeah. I still feel nauseous when that. he watches yeah. <laughs> he snaps his arm Cronenberg's fucked I, lo- I, lo- I love the whole lays eggs in things thing as well love that too parasitical parasitical yeah love it, that. there's a lot of elements that make this an unreal creature but yeah. I, I don't know it just doesn't it's a, a jigsaw with all the right pieces yeah but for different puzzles uh, that's brilliant yeah that's brilliant write that down <laughs> um but as well, like I mean, I, I want this thing attacking cities, but it couldn't with concrete. You know, uh, you know, it's just tremors. A lot of sh- yeah, there's a lot of shortcomings to it. Like. I mean, it's also, I mean, this this thing brought in the the like everyone's played a game where there's something that buries underground and comes up, and it could come up left or right, yeah. you know, or right behind you. You know, this invented the underground attack. Yeah, you know, on land. As far as we're concerned, so like that, yeah, you have to give it a huge thing, like a some huge cool points for that alone. 
the yeah, but it, as you said earlier, go up a flight of steps. Steps. Go up a flight of steps. Yeah, you're done. You know what I mean? Darlick, Darlick syndrome. Yeah, climb a tree or or in that uh, tremors thing where your man who had been sitting up on the tent, the telephone pole for like a week and died of dehydration. I'm like, why would he stand up here for a week? Oh yeah, because he was terrified of the thing. I love the fact it has a lot of elements to it, like electricity, acid, venom. Like, yeah, yeah. If there was a a higher creator and it it actually did create this sort of Mongolian death worm, he'd be like, "Uh, fucking electricity. (laughs) After a night out on the session with the lads, he's like, oh, I'm going to make something fucking whopper, man. Or it's like the first thing he makes and then he's like, oh shit, I shouldn't have given all the powers to that thing. Fucking electricity. What would we give to humans? Uh, Shit's a lot. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Um, Well, look, I have, before we make our final decisions on this, I've made a trailer. And look, I, I'm going to be honest. Like I had, you know, I had a big, I had a busy weekend. I had a big weekend. Kill Kenny Cat Laughs. Kill Kenny Sold out show. Sold out show. Uh, so it went well and it was good, and I got on the sauce. And so I did make this, <laughs> but I mean, I'm kind of running out of ideas for just movie tropes because you realize when you do like four of these that there's only there's four only seven types of stories <laughs> in the yeah, whole exactly. world. But this is the trailer for my film, Mongolian Deathworm Hunters. Ooh. So enjoy. I don't know. I don't feel comfortable. Come on, baby. Just no, I don't. I just look at it. No, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Come I want to do this. I want to go home. I'm just gonna take it out. Is that okay? No, I don't want any part of this. I'm just gonna stop. My dick stop out. it. And that's what's Help. Oh, whoa! What the fuck? Hey, who the fuck are these girls? We're the Mongolian deathworm hunters. But I think in the case of that thing, we're the grub hunters. You call my dick small? <laughs> ah, my dick! You cut it off. Remember, ladies, you gotta cut off all the head so it doesn't grow back. No. Oh my god, I don't know how to repay you. Join us. Take vengeance on everyone who thought it was okay to take their dick out. Okay, you shall be called Tigra. Sisters, the giant worm has resurfaced to the Gobi Desert. We need your back here immediately. Ladies, consider those 10,000 cocks we cut off. Practice. For Yas, Queen and Country. Mongolian Deathworm Hunters. So, um, I'm getting a very uh, Tank Girl vibe off that. It's kind of Tank Girl. It's kind of um, it's kind of a, a, a Me Too kind of revenge fantasy where a bunch of cool, uh, you know, feminists take vengeance on guys who uh, took their dick out and made them very uncomfortable, cut off all the dicks, and in doing so become so uh, accomplished apt at, at, apt at worm killing worm killing and yeah. then are called upon the Mongolian government to finally wipe out the actual Mongolian death worm <laughs> I love it so the trailer plays and it's just you explaining the trailer to someone <laughs> like in the cinema no listen guys uh, so here's what happened yeah um, so we always discuss it. who's going to play who okay um, the lead woman mm. Anne Hathaway <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so Anne Hathaway Anne Hathaway. No, I don't want her. I don't want her in this. She's she's Ooh. fucking. No, I want um, your one who joins is your one from. Uh, she was in Thor Ragnarok and she's in loads of things these days. Oh, like uh, Tessa Thompson. Uh, yeah, 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 she's really good. So yeah, she's, she's one, great. Yeah, she's the one who joins the group. The kind of old, kind of older Mongolian one is Tilda Swinton in uh, Yellowface. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ! Like in uh, fucking yeah. Uh, like in Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange. Yeah, 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 but this time she's kind of like more Mongolian looking. Yeah, um, and horribly insensitive. Horribly yeah. insensitive. Yeah. Um, 
you've got your one uh, from episode one. They've gone up the ventilation shaft. Remember those things? The 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 Trade Federation. They had those oh yeah, the that exact <laughs> that exact Christ. thing is one of the uh, is one of the thing on the codec. And then the Mongolian deathworm is, of course, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Woo! Um, we, we should actually send him some. He'd love it. Episodes of these, yeah. He's the best person to follow on Twitter ever because all of his pictures are just pictures of up close to him smiling and various different <laughs> slogans being like, you know, early bird gets the worm. You do, know? Know, do you know who's really wor- weird to follow? Uh, oh. This is a total tangent, sorry. Tom Hanks just always sends pictures of his uh, keyboard from his uh, typewriter. Yeah, he so, always, he's got a massive typewriter collection. Oh, really? Yeah. This is the thing. And then he, I love the way he closes everything off with T. Hanks, but he's saying thanks. Thanks. Oh, that's very good. Uh, right, listen, that was a, a, a weird one. Segue of all segues. Um, cool factor, what you give him? Cool factor based on uh, this is the core of the mythology for this awesome feminist revenge fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give it a cool... I think it's cool, man. I'm giving it a cool eight. I give it a cool eight. No, hey. one, no one has to d- use the D word. Okay. Okay, so that leaves the final score. Twenty-one. Oh, oh wow! So if the Chittahori and uh, the Kraken weren't involved, it would have been uh, a drawing with the double coup and the kappa. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's number five because <laughs> <laughs> obviously double coup and kappa are ahead. Of I love that. If it weren't for the other four, uh, this would be first. Well, that's very exciting. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I really like this one. I mm. sort of got into. I watched a bit of the sci-fi and I was like, do you know what, I'll watch this and I'll sort of write some more notes and I couldn't because sci-fi movies are absolute jokes. They're dog shit. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I, what did it for me is, I love Tremors, of course, mm. uh, and I just, I have to give a shitload of credit to anything that invented that video game trope of under, yeah. under the ground attack. It's classic. Classic. Anything that attacks from below. And then it pops up and what do you do? You grab a bomb and you throw it in its mouth. Uh, right, <laughs> niche, nichest of niche on the niche podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like I, I hate when they talk about video games on that monster podcast that I listen to. Um, okay, cool. And now let's break it off with a bit of freak encounter. Oh, uh, just to stop oh. you there, it's a team of horses. Uh, go ahead. Oh, you remember? I remember there. Yeah. Oh, brilliant! Team of horses, and here we go. Encounters. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Now a little bit of freak encounter. This one freak this little freak encounter. No, I'm keeping going. This freak encounter is from Evelyn Finnerty. Thank you so much for sending this in, Evelyn. I think she emailed this one in. Um and if you want to send in your freak encounters, and we highly recommend you do, please do so at sexy beasts pod on Instagram. Uh, Twitter, uh, Sexy Beast Podcast on Facebook, or sexybeastspod at gmail.com. That's what Evelyn Finnerty did. Right, here we go. And as usual, I will be reading this exactly as it was sent. So if I make a mistake, that's your fault. Hey, Tony and Jago, massive fan of the show. I wanted to share my freak encounter from my childhood. It might be a bit heavy for this podcast, but if it's not, feel free to include it. Okay, we're going to move on. So I lived with my mom in my grandparents' house until I was 12. It was a terraced house, and my bedroom was upstairs. The garden in the back was long and narrow, and connected to a small laneway. 
you could easily see into the next door in the next door neighbor's back garden from my room. The neighbor to our left had some trees with low-hanging branches that were fun to climb, which my mate and I used to do when we were young. However, when my nan found out and me and my friend were climbing one day, we were about nine or ten, she told me to get down, said it was too dangerous not to go near them or into his garden ever again. The fifty-something-year-old man who lived next door with his family, however, told us that he had no problem with us when we saw him the next day. Delighted. So me and my friend would go in whenever my nan wasn't around to have a climb. One night, about a month after being banned from climbing the tree, I'm sitting in my bed at 12am and I hear a kind of howling noise like the wind. <laughs> Except it wasn't, it wasn't a windy night. So I peeked out and there at the back of the neighbor's garden between the trees was a white figure like smoke against the black of night. It took the shape of a classic idea of a ghost like a floating sheet with eyes and a mouth cut out. But it looked, but it looked like I could put my hand through it. I sat there for a minute, trying to make sense of the thing. When my neighbor's outdoor sensor light went on, the howling stopped, and I couldn't see it anymore. The light went off after a few minutes, but the ghostly figure was nowhere to be seen. I didn't go back into the garden after that. I was shook. Years later, when I was about 18, after the family next door had long since moved away, I was going through small pictures with my family and came across a photograph of me sitting with my friend on the wall at the back of my nana's garden not taking any notice of the person in the photo. When I asked who took the photo, uh, my nana hesitantly said the name of the man who used to live next door. She then proceeded to tell me, due to the fact that I would now be able to, old enough to understand that the man in question was a predator who was known amongst the families on a road to, to prey on young girls and women. He had made creepy advances on most of the women on our road at some point over the years before we moved away, which is why my nana was adamant we didn't go near the house or the garden. So I believe Whatever I saw that night, whether it was a ghost or a banshee or a spirit watching, was looking after me, trying to protect me, warning me to stay away from the man and his garden. And I did. Pedo! <laughs> what a scary pedo. Shut that Why not? So, the, fi- the monster in this story was, was the man. human all <laughs> along. Yeah, no, I like, th- I like, th- I like these stories about malevolent... Uh, Benevolent, benevolent yeah. spirits, spirits trying to protect humans because mm-hmm. they were human ones. They were human ones. And also, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah, you know. No, um, listen. Yeah, fuck him. Um, <laughs> no, so listen. that was a Mongolian dead worm. Jago. Yeah. Do you have any Mongolian words of wisdom or worm-related uh, things? Well, I do have a Mongolian proverb. You might want to hear. Oh, I do. Please, please. All right. So until next week. Until next week. Lords hate those who say the truth. I fucked. <laughs> Are you a You're just so sexy. Are you a Loch Ness monster? Or are you Bigfoot, cryptid, supernatural vampires, banshees, Tony and Jago? Oops, there's a Wendigo. Hey, 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 come on after me. Who the fuck said you could laugh at me, smack with me? With a Bigfoot dick, you could slap with me? Blasphemy. You could uh, come at me with a Bigfoot dick, a Loch Ness monster, pussy. Hey, hey, sexy beast. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.